All right. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited that um, we're starting another series here in 2021. So I am Jelana Walker Herman, just in case if this is your first time listening in. I'm very excited. So I am known as Purpose Strategist, and you're here on um, Meet Me at the Marketplace podcast. And so normally, so Meet Me at the Market po- uh, Marketplace podcast is about, you know, faith, faith-based entrepreneurs and faith-based individuals in the workplace, in the marketplace, and choosing to use faith instead of fear. And so I started this series called Fear to Faith Series. And you probably have seen, if you have been with us since last year, towards the end of last year, that you know I did this Fear to Faith Series um, partner with um, Dr. Anissa Short relating to the Entrepreneur Edition. Well, today, my friends, today, my friends, we're going to be doing um, fear to faith series in the workplace. So today we're going to be doing workplace edition. Um, the entrepreneur edition is still the fourth Saturdays of each month. And the workplace edition is kicking off today with an awesome guest. And she's going to come on and introduce herself and tell her, you know, tell her story. But um, the workplace edition will be on third Saturday. So you can be looking forward to this um, podcast where we'll be bringing different individuals on talking about their experience, how they chose not to live by fear, but chose to live by faith in the workplace. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring on Dr. Lakeisha Payton. So hold on one second. Let's see. There she is. <laughs> hey. Let me unmute hello, you. hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Good morning or good afternoon. Yes, good morning. Yeah, I know, right? It is good afternoon, especially over here in St. Thomas. <laughs> so um, just tell the guests, let me see. Hold on one minute. So I see that people are listening live right now. And so if you have any comments, definitely put it in the comment section and we can um, make sure we address that as well. So Dr. Payton, tell us a little bit, just give us a little bit of background about who you are and what you do in the workplace and what is your workplace and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, good afternoon to everyone again, um, Dr. Lakeisha Payton. Um, so just a little bit about me. Um, I am from the beautiful North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, um, but I grew up in East St. Louis, Illinois. So shout out to my, my Illinois followers. Um, but um, I am an Air Force veteran. And after I got out of the Air Force, I pursued my degree in education and social work and I continued to work as a social worker. I wanted to go a little bit further. So I started to study public administration. So I received my degree in public administration. And but I was at the time I was still working in the school system. So I decided, you know, maybe I should try um, school administration. So I got my degree um, at Chapel Hill for school administration. I became an assistant principal for um, several years. And from there, I transitioned to um, higher ed. And so currently I am working as the director of Gear Up at Phillips State University. So that's pretty much my career journey. Um, mother of two, married for 20 years, and um, just happy to be here today. Awesome, awesome. Yes, I'm happy to be here. So let me tell you, so it's so formal to call her Dr. Lakeisha Payton because, you know, she is a dear friend. Um, definitely, you know, um, a church buddy, you know, church yeah. buddy. And, and so... I just I have heard your story, you know, a um, couple of times regarding 
you know, how you transition and when you moved into the workplace. And I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, Keisha would be, see, I call her Keisha. Keisha would be such an awesome, <laughs> you know, an awesome guest. And so I would just say like, you know, especially in your new, I guess you can talk about in your position now, or you could talk about in your previous positions, like what were some of those fears that popped up that could have prevented you from moving forward in a, you know, in a certain way in the workplace? Um, so I would say some fears that I wouldn't even say that could have. Um, I guess I named them, but I think real challenges you have in the workplace, especially when you want to progress, is the fear of the unknown. Um, when you do something for so long, you can become very complacent. Um, you can find, you know, your comfortability. Um, for me, working as a working as a school social worker, um, I'm not sure what it looks like across the nation, but for me, you know, the school day started at 7:30. The school day was over at 2:30. So yeah. go home at 2:30 every day and not have to worry about anything again until 7:30 the next morning. And of course, working in the school system, you know, you have your summers off and spring break, mm-hmm. holidays. And I had the privilege of working at a year-round school. So every nine weeks, there were three weeks off. I mean, you can become very comfortable (laughs) and very (laughs) complacent. Um, But when there's something that's on you that, you know, that calls you greater to do greater things and to do more. um, And so for mine was to call me into leadership. So, of course, you know, that was uncomfortable when I have to kind of give up some of those, some of those freedoms, some of those liberties, um, because, Regardless if your school does close at 2.30, if you're in leadership, you're not going home at 2.30. That, that's not what happens. Like work never stops um, when you're in um, in a leadership role. So in terms of some things that could have stopped me, um, just being complacent and being comfortable. And mm-hmm. but I think even in that, almost it was like, you know, do I want to stay comfortable or do I want to stay tormented? Because it was always that tormenting of, you know, you should be doing more. You know, you need to be doing something else. So I chose to get out of my comfort zone because the tormenting was not, it was not comfortable at all. Knowing that I could be doing things on a greater level and having the skill set and the mindset and the attitude and the will and the desire. Um, but being complacent and lazy was just not, was not, was not, I was going to let keep me back from being what I needed to be. Gotcha. So really, so basically you identify a couple things. So you said the fear of unknown. And then also being complacent and comfortable. And so a lot of times, um, especially that, you know, being complacent and comfortable, you know, is like, oh, I don't want to move from the spot, you know. And and I guess it, it really actually, to me, it seems like those two particular things are like um, the symptoms of the fear of unknown. And so the opposite, so I guess really the un, when you stepping out and moving forward in different things, I guess really that that is faith, right? Because you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And so what, I, I mean, with that being said, so what, what was the drive or what was a principle that you used to move forward? Like, how did you, what made you decide not to stay there? Because, you know, some people just stay there. Um, and so some people don't have a certain principle or a certain foundation or whatever like what was your thing that kind of helped you like no I can't stay here I'm gonna go for further you know the only thing that was a challenge for me when I was introduced to things I'm a big I'm an ever learner I'm always learning something um, I'm a big nerd in certain things and so for me the the thing that would have helped me back I guess I can say was the fact that I didn't think that I could do it 
So I would say the principle for me would have been, I can do all things through, uh, through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And so the fact of the unknown, I didn't know that I can do it and I didn't trust that I could do it. Um, but I guess the principle for me was I can do this. And, and the, I would say one of my biggest challenges, I think I probably fought with all my life is perfectionism. And once I realized that that is not real and it did not exist, um, mm. I think that began to help me realize that it's okay to try something. And even if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out perfectly, you at least gave it a try you, and you can't mm. that you never try. So, um, so I would say for me in that regards of that principle was like, I, ca- I can't, I can't really fail. Like, cause even though my goal might be this, I think about all the things that you kind of learn along the way of the journey. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that was the biggest thing for me to make some of those transitions. Um, cause like I said, the part of me, I, I didn't want to get lazy and I felt more tormented in the complacency than I did in putting the energy towards actually trying the thing that I was afraid of doing. So the energy there then to just sit there with the, I wonder coulda, woulda, shouldas. I would have probably, I know for me, I would have probably made myself sick by just kind of staying complacent and not trying the thing that I know that I at least wanted to attempt. That's a good point. Cause I think when you said like, what was that print? You know, you stood on a particular principle but you had to believe that it was true. <laughs> you know, some people, you know, let me just, oh gosh. Okay. Let me calm down a little bit. Cause I was going to say, you know, from where we come from relating to our faith-based family. Um, <laughs> some, you know, I just know I grew up in church. Okay. And so, and what, you know, I always use this terminology, what, what burns your biscuits. Right. And the thing that really burned my biscuits, <laughs> I got that from somebody else, but what really burned my biscuits was, you know, had to do, had a lot to do with re- religion. Oh my gosh, religion. Mm-hmm. That burns my biscuit. Okay. Um, because what happens is, you know, they say, you know, the religious folks say that they believe in this God and then their lifestyle look totally different of the type of God they serve. Right. And so right. In, in return, I thought when you said that what made you not stay there, you said you can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. So we say that, right? You know, like a lot, a lot of religious folks say that, but you believed it. And so, and the way you believed it, you took action. I just wanted to pull that out because sometimes, and I know for me, just being transparent, sometimes I got to see it. It has to be a visual. Right. So because you believe that that was true, you literally took an action step. You literally walked it out and said, you know what? I'm going to apply for this or I'm going to go for this particular right. thing. So by you doing that, like, I mean... Really, at the end of the day, like, what were some of the confirmations? Did you even receive any confirmations that you were on the right track? <laughs> you know, that I, I did. Um, I would say probably one of my transitions, um, actually, when I was transitioning out of being a, a school social worker, like I said, I was really comfortable, loved what I did, loved everything about it. Um, at the time, I had an awesome, awesome, awesome um, principal uh, who was my direct supervisor who. Um, we just had a, a special connection and she would just always, I mean, I could just be walking down the hallway, you know, taking the kid, their little lunch bag, um, lunch um, bag. Um, and she would just stop me and just kind of like give me like a leadership moment. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, not asking for it, not looking for it, but she would always just, you know, okay, come here, Peyton, let me tell you this. Okay. So when these things happen, these are some things you need to look at. So like those seeds were just being planted. So when the opportunity 
thing for me to um, even to go into administration. I remember um, I was working on my master's in public administration at the time. And I was at the moment I was flirting with the idea of going to get my doctorate. But I didn't want to work and go to school. I was to that point. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to balance family, home, life, church, school. If something can give right now. And I'm like, if I can give up work and just be a full-time student, I'm like they have all these fellowship programs out here. Like it's something that can balance this. Why knock this out for the next couple of years? And mm -hmm. time, um, I actually ran across the program and it just seemed like it worked out perfect. And this is when I was going to Chapel Hill. And when, before I actually accepted the opportunity, I went ahead and sent the application in, got accepted, and then got afraid. I'm like, I can't do this. Because they sent me, they accepted me, and then they said, oh, but your classes are at, you know, 2 o'clock on this day, and then it said 3 o'clock on this day. And I'm like, I live in Fayetteville. That's an hour and 35 minutes away. Like, how am I going to do that and go to work? And and so I was going to throw it completely out. Now, mind you, I done got the blessings of my principal. Like, go ahead, you yeah. know. And sign the recommendation and then I get this schedule I'm like I, I can't do this and so honestly I was about to just say forget about it and then one day I was at work a little bit later than normal and she caught me in the hallway and she said Peyton I ain't heard anything you know from you did you get accepted I said yeah I did <laughs> and she said so what you gonna do I said I don't know <laughs> and she, she pretty much was like okay let's talk about it so I said look here's the schedule that they sent me I said there's no way that I can manage five classes manage a full-time job in my family. Like this is this too much going on? And she was like, she said, well, I can help you with one part of that. I'm going to help you with your work schedule because you're going to take this opportunity. Um, so she was like, you know what? If you need to come in early on this day, if you need to stay later on Fridays to make up your time, make your schedule. Because at the time I think it was balancing like multiple schools. She said, make your school days, the days that you're here so we can work it out on our side. I mean, she made everything. So in terms of confirmation, what I was thinking was a hindrance, every opportunity afforded itself to the point that I didn't have to worry about that. Then I had another um, colleague that was like a, one of my teachers and also that I worked with, she was going to Chapel Hill at the time. So even a carpool opportunity came about. So I didn't have to drive every day. So everything just seemed to be aligned. Everything that I was worried about, <laughs> everything just seemed to just work itself out. And it, it, it worked itself out. That's the only thing I can say. So confidence yeah. was there and it was no struggle and it was no stress. It really wasn't. It just seemed like a breeze. Like looking back, I really don't know how I did all of the stuff that I did. But at the time, it just seemed like breathing air. It, it, it was really simple. You know, I love hearing face stories because, see, you took the, again, I'm repeating this on purpose. You took a step. You took an initial step and you believed in that, right? You took a step. And then everything else came in order. Like everything started organizing. You didn't orchestrate everything. That's the thing. You no. didn't even do that. Like God started using people around you, using the, the authority around mm -hmm. you as well. And man, that that's really huge to recognize what that looked like. And that was, I, I feel like you just painted a really great picture of that. Um, you have a comment here. <laughs> and so she said, but oh, that's your mom. It's my mother-in-law. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, hey, mother-in-law. She <laughs> um, said, "When your light shines, people see it," and that's so huge. And I can—I'm pretty sure a lot of individuals that are listening and and you know, including myself, like I saw myself in your story. Like I saw myself because there's been times, and sometimes the enemy be wanting to make you think you—you know—you cuckoo for cocoa puffs. But at the end of the day. The, the faith story sounds very similar. 
Like I did right. this first. I believe this, and I did this, and I don't know how how that happened on this side because this came together and this came together. That's how it works. And even to caveat on that point that you're saying, I knew it had to be something special during the times that I was doing all of this. Um, because <laughs> once I got done with all of my schooling and all the driving and the balancing, I think I had to drive and go out of town like three, like a month or so later. And I was just drained. I was like, oh my gosh, there's no other way in the world I'm going to get up on a Saturday morning and drive an hour and a half. Like how, <laughs> I don't know how I balanced all of that, but I knew it was a special grace because once that season was over, the stuff that was like my life at that time seemed just extra. Like, I'm like, who does that? Like, why would you do that? Um, so, so in terms of that confirmation and that security, I know there was a special grace that that God wow. during that season to do to become what I needed to become for that for the seasons to come afterwards. And so, um, I guess when your God is preparing you for something and you're where you're supposed to be, everything just align. Even the family, like even at home, I mean, everybody had a night that they cooked and. Everybody cleaned up on certain days. Like it was just a, it was like a perfect, it was a perfect setup. It really, really was. Wow. Well, you got some people here. You got some fans over here saying, as a newly licensed pharmacist, this will definitely help as I transition into the workplace or into the workforce. So, wow, that's awesome, man. It's, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> so, it's great to hear what you just said. Special grace. See, the that comes with faith, right? God would give us the great things, man. This is this is perfect. This is a perfect testimony. I'm loving this, man. Um, so, you know, I wanted to ask you, like, I got a couple more questions. So, one of the other questions is like. Like, did you find yourself standing, like, I'm pretty sure you recognize other people in the workplace where they had, what maybe was presented with a similar opportunity, but how did you, were you finding yourself standing out in the workplace? And no matter which area of your job that you, you have been in, like in any of those positions, have you like kind of stood out from the crowd, I guess you could say? I mean, many would probably say that. <laughs> You say you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not big on I'm bragging on myself. Um, I'll say many would say. Um, I will say one thing that um, I, I will I will contribute most of my success to great leaders and great mentors that um, mm -hmm. life and have um, highlighted great areas. Um, like for instance, in the position that I'm in now, um, and I give. Kudos to my supervisor who actually was able to identify some things. Sometimes I just, I, I, mean, I guess I don't look for certain things. I'm, I'm more of a doer. So even when it comes to myself, like I'm not trying to put myself anywhere. I just, I'm just a worker and I just try to give my best and put everything into all that I do. Um, but I will say um, once I started my new position um, a couple of years ago, I started in August and in October of that same year, I was nominated um for an award um and so <laughs> it, it was kind of like a wow okay so I was, I was nominated and i was um acknowledged um as a um emerging leader um for the state of north carolina through um through a trio program so that was like something that was exciting because i mean I'm, i just started i'm like i'm i feel like i'm trying to figure it out and next thing you know i'm like oh you get an award you nominated like okay Wow. So I'm very uh, grateful and very appreciative. So I guess those there are certain things that and I will say I just know me. I'm I just 
I guess I'm just me. Um, I'm just a yeah. different person to myself. Like I know when I walk into a room, there's something different. And it's not a, a I'm a better difference. It's a I just know that I'm just a unique character within myself and I'm very self-aware of myself. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, to answer that question, I think I'm just me anyway. So yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean understand. And you know, you, you made a great point about great leaders because you know, I know one of your great mentors there. And man, let me tell you, that's a blessing in itself because everybody don't get that opportunity. When I tell people, like even that particular, I guess I can say her name, right? Can I say her name? <laughs> but you know, her name, her name is Dr. Teresa Thompson Pickney. <laughs> but you know, even with her as a mentor, oh my goodness, you, but see, the thing is, I was like, gosh, God, ha- God places you in places where you're taken care of. And she and she has this ability. Everybody can't do that. She has the ability to teach teach you on the. It's like on the job training. You know, not necessarily teaching you your job, your particular position. It's teaching you to be a better leader. And mm-hmm. it sounds like even the current position you're in and the previous position, you had those type of mentors, and that's really huge. And I, I think that's one thing to highlight that when you when you're when you believe in and having the faith in God that he's going to, you know, put you in the right place at the right timing and all of that, those things are going to be taken care of. He takes care of his mm-hmm. people and he utilizes people to take care of the people. Right. So this is awesome. Um, let's see. I'm looking at some of your comments. <laughs> um, so, oh my goodness. So I have a comment here from Hunter, self-aware, sharp and faithful. Um, here. <laughs> Oh wow! So and Kier talking about some they grow. Um, what did she say? Hold on one second. They grow up so fast. <laughs> um, um, okay, so let me ask you this question because you have a track record here, right? So you started out in social work, right? Mm-hmm. And then you moved into um, school administration, correct? Mm-hmm. Then you moved into higher ed, okay? So what is the, like, what is, what do you believe, like, if you don't, well, one question is, what do you believe is your next? But then the other part of it is, like, where do you see yourself going? Like, what is your vision when it comes to this? Because I see that you are literally on this education mountain, and you're, like, dominating all your way to the top, you know? And so where do you see your vision? Where do you see yourself going in relate to um, education or you know, in your profession? Well, <laughs> it, it's funny you ask that question. Um, I am a, by nature, I'm a planner. I'm a four planner. I'm very structured and organized. But if you were to ask me 10 years ago, would I be where I am right now? I could not tell you this. Yes. Um, I really believe for myself, um, I just believe that God really just orders my steps and I want to say I'm fairly obedient. <laughs> so I do listen. And so as doors, like even when opportunities present themselves, even if I don't know what that next thing is, it's almost like the preparation. It's almost like I know, you know how they talk about like animals, like, like they know, you know, when to migrate or when to the birds know when to fly south. It's just kind of one of those things like, okay, I know that this is a time to move forward or to start preparing for transitions and different things and such. So when the opportunities presents itself, 
I'm always ready. Uh, one thing that I, I never wanted to be in a position where opportunity presented itself and I wasn't ready, especially if I knew this was the path or the destination that I was planning to go on. So in terms of saying what's next, um, I don't even know if what next exists yet. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And I will say that just because of where I am in my current time and space, because I know that right now I am being prepared for something. But what that something is, because even the job that I'm in right now, to me, it is a perfect mixture of everything I've done for mm -hmm. the last like this this includes because even in the military my job was um was scheduling and planning okay I mean, and the job that i do now all i'm doing is scheduling and planning yeah <laughs> i mean everything that i do from policies i mean that's public administration from school administration understanding how the schools work and the students and how testing works and and then working with um you know families in in need i mean well that's what i did as a social worker i was constantly you know so Everything that I've done up until this point has brought me to the point that I'm at right now. And there, if I look at it, I, beforehand, I used to feel like I was all over the place. Like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But where I am right now, it's like everything is there. It's like, oh my gosh, I've been, really what I've been doing is been collecting like all of these years for this very, very moment. So to say what's next, I won't even say what's next because if I say what's next, I almost feel like I'm going to limit myself to the understanding that I have today. When wow. this understanding along the way, I was just preparing for this very moment and very season. So I, I really can't say. Now, one thing that I am interested in is um, I do believe right now, uh, with, even with education, and I know education is in its own space right now, especially with, you know, the pandemic. Of course, that's the, the, the topic of the hour. Um, right now, I know that there are some issues right now, but take away the pandemic. There were a lot of concerns in public education as is. Okay. There were a lot of concerns in higher ed. So there was already a need for reformation before COVID actually took place. So one of the things that I've always been interested in is um, is policy change. And I believe decisions are made at the table. And if you're not at the table, you have to eat whatever somebody prepared for you. So um, mm. for me, is just to be in the in the room when decisions are being made um, to help bring about the difference. Um, because one thing that I believe that I am, I believe I'm people first. So when it comes to decision, my heart is how is this going to help the next person, or how is this going to help you know people overall, not just a person, not just an entity, not just a, a one, or, you know, one or two of these. Like, how does this help a, a whole group of people? So. I just think with me, wherever I go, it's going to be on a level to advocate for people that may not have the voice to be able to advocate for themselves. Wow. You know, and I see, you know, I oh, I get so excited when it comes to these good interviews like this. Boy, this is a good one. You know, it's because I just because you're painting a picture right now. Um, and so I remember, I think um, one of my mentors, she she had told me, she's like, Jelana, remember, she's like, you're not going to, you know, um, paint this whole canvas overnight, this masterpiece overnight, you know, every once in a while you're painting the piece, once in a while you're painting this, and then you're going to step back and be like, oh, okay, just go over here. And that's what it sounds like, what you're doing. And like, I have no doubt in my mind, like, it's like, it gets bigger and bigger every time you move to the next level, you know? <laughs> It seems like you're like it seems, and tell me if I'm wrong or not, but it seems like every time you move into a, a position, you impact a larger level of people. So, for example, you start off yeah. as social, 
we know you had a small group. Then you started out with a school. Now you're on higher ed. So I can just imagine what's the, ne- the next level for you and also the impact that you have on a, you know, a whole body of, pop- you know, the big population of people. And so I'm very excited. Um, if anyone have any questions, go ahead and like, where can they find you or how do they, you know, if they want to ask any additional questions after this interview, um, what do you uh, want them to go through? I guess you could say. I mean, currently I'm on Facebook. Um, I do have an Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But currently on Facebook is the, uh, is the best way. Um, Lakeisha Payton. Um, on Facebook. Yes. Okay. Great. And then I have some comments here. Let's see. Lena White says, much success on your future endeavors. Um, Ray Payton said, where God guides, he provides. He always allows a period of preparation. And so, um, man, so these are really awesome. So I'm very excited because, you know, we starting off and kicking off the new year and we have a surprise for you. So the surprise is, is that we're going to be bringing on more additional individuals um, to interview in like a similar setting it is today um, regarding how they use faith, because I have heard so many different stories and I want the world to hear the stories as well. Um, Sometimes as believers, we don't, sometimes we can get in a place of not seeing, get into a place of not being able to see um, where to go or what it looks like. And, you know, of course it's the, you know, faith is one of those things that you don't know the next step. Right. But mm-hmm. it's good to hear other people's testimonies to see, to show you like what it looked like for them. And so it kind of helps you to like, okay, I am, I am trusting God. This is what it looks like trusting God. And so for the next um, couple, for the next months, actually Dr. Lakeisha Payton will be a co-host. <laughs> so excited. Yes. So she will be a co. We'll be co-hosting together um, the Fear to Faith series, the Workplace Edition. So that's going to be the third Saturdays. So if you have a faith story that you chose faith, you chose to increase your faith, and you chose to move out on faith instead of allowing fear to stop you um, in the workplace, please let either one of us know. know okay, and then um, you will see it again um, related to the Workplace Edition, February. The third Saturday there. Uh, we appreciate you guys' comments here. Um, I'm trying to see is there anything else. But um, would you like to add anything else before we close out? No, um, I just want to say thank you again for the opportunity to actually be on the show. And I do look forward to um, the rest of the year and doing more, having more opportunities. Yeah. Not a problem. So you guys have a great day. You can, um, if you missed this um, um, interview, you can just go back because it should start from the beginning. It's on Dr. Um, um, Lakeisha Payton's page. It's also on Meet Me at the Marketplace podcast. Um, Meet Me at the Marketplace podcast is on anchor.fm, Apple, Spotify, all the, it's like on eight different platforms. So um, you should be able to find us there as well. All right. You guys have a great night. And a great day and great weekend. All right. Walk by faith, not by sight. Not by sight. <laughs> yes.